Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, if you don't want to know the NFL scores, earmuffs. Uh, still 3-7 to seven, uh, in favor of the uh, 49ers. Uh, second and nine uh, just about to take place for the 49ers. Um in the second quarter, there's about two minutes to play. Um, ESPN's NFL reporter and expert is Laurie Horish. He's been good enough to jump on the line to have a look at the games ahead for week 15 of what's been a, fin- a fantastic NFL season. Laurie, hello, mate. Great to be joining you. Uh, always a pleasure. Um, what's been the the What's been the story for you in this NFL season? The, 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 what's been the biggest, I suppose, narrative that's followed all the way through? I think the first two months, the story is parity, parity, parity. This massive, chunky middle class of the NFL, all these teams surrounded around three or four wins throughout that period of the season, and we're wondering who's going to burst through. And now I think what's taking over um, is this, not surprising at this point of the year, the MVP debate is a fascinating one. You've got kind of the... It's weird to say Patrick Mahomes at such a young age is the establishment, but he is the established number one overall player in the league, number mm. one quarterback in the league. And now we have challenges coming from interesting spots. We have Jalen Hurts and the league best record of the Philadelphia Eagles, but Hurts has really thrown himself into the mix, not because the winning has changed in Philadelphia. That's been consistent. But over the last couple of weeks, we've seen some really, really clean passing performances from him to go with what we know he does as a dual threat quarterback. So that debate's really interesting. And then just humming in the background, just humming in the background is the fact that Joe Burrow has the Bengals playing very dangerous football up in Cincinnati. They're unique in that they're a team that may very well wind up as a wildcard team just because of uh, they have some tough games on the stretch home and they're in a tight race in the AFC North there with a team like Baltimore. But as Baltimore stumbles, the chance of Cincinnati to snatch that division increases. But even if they don't, they're a team that no one is going to want to watch. So you've got these three names that I see up there in that MVP debate. And that's really not surprisingly in the final months that that starts to take over in terms of big narratives, but a fantastic season and one in which I think we the final narrative that I'll take away from this is the one thing we've come to learn is when we look at Jalen Hurts or we look at someone like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, and what stands out is that we when we talk about quarterbacks now, the conversation now it cannot be isolated away from what surrounds them. If you put quarterbacks in a good position to succeed, that's the way you evaluate them properly, a la Jalen Hurts. And no matter how great you are, no matter where you're going, first ballot Hall of Fame, no matter if you sit on the pantheon of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, that's what I'm talking about here. If the surrounding circumstances are hit, injuries, quality of offensive line, these kind of things, we can no longer expect people to keep pace with the top most explosive offenses in the league. Uh, it's really well surmised, and the Bengals are a fascinating one. They've won their last five, second-best active streak uh, in the NFL at the moment. The 49ers are on a six-game tear uh, at the minute, and it's really fascinating, the NFC East. Nobody gave the Eagles a chance, but they're 12-1, and one, as you mentioned. They've won their last four since that uh, loss to Minnesota. And the Cowboys, though, going along nicely uh, in lockstep, have won their last four uh, with a 10-3 and three record. And, and the Vikings at 10-3 and three is a big surprise as well, Laurie. Um in terms of who you've had a look at, who's playing competition best football? Oof. 
I think competition best football, I'll go over with the Philadelphia Eagles, just such a complete football team that they do something that perhaps no other team does with that type of effectiveness, mm. and that is they, they play situationally dominant football. They get to five yards to go on third down because of how well they run the ball, because of how good the offensive line is. Jordan Mailata, Australia's own, give him a nod there yes. at the left tackle spot. Because of how dominant they are, they can run on third and fourth down with great confidence. So once they get to third once they get to third and five, you're basically in big trouble to try and get them off the field. You need to keep them in, you know, kind of third and eight, third and nine situations to try and contain that offense. So they're playing league best. I mean, San Francisco are showing us Brock Purdy started today, um, you know, perfect 10 for 10 passing. He stepped in um, the Mr. Relevant 262nd yes. overall pick in the draft. Beat Tom but Brady last week. Absolutely. And they're doing it. They're dominating up front on yeah. defense. That We've seen that so far. The reason... That is only three points for the Seahawks after they finally got a drive going is because on a key third down, we just saw defensive yep. interior pressure right off the bat. So I'd say they're playing league best on the AFC side of things. Kansas City Chiefs have had their had some games where they looked more pedestrian than dominant. Um, but I still think um, what Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy have cooked up there on offense, despite... You know, they still got Travis Kelsey, arguably the greatest. You may go down as the greatest receiving tight end in NFL history. Mm. The greatest tight end still belongs to Rob Gronkowski, in my opinion. But what they've been able to do, despite Tyreek Hill no longer being part of the offense, showing this new evolution, this new phase of the Kansas City Chiefs explosiveness has been fantastic. So they're still um, the team to beat for me on the AFC side of things uh, still resides there in Kansas City. Just before we let you go, Laurie Horace from ESPN, just give us a couple of games that we need to make sure that we have uh, in our diary to watch uh, come Monday morning. For me, um, Monday night football is going to be fascinating. Packers, Aaron Rodgers, and the Rams coming off one of the most incredible wins and stories of the season. Baker Mayfield signed after being waived by the Panthers 48 hours before taking the field for the Rams. They're behind two touchdowns with two or three minutes to play. He scores the go-ahead touchdown with about 10 seconds to go. That That is one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen. I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan, but you can't help but admire that and respect it and marvel at it. He's never been short on confidence, and you have to credit his toughness and his steeliness in that situation. Mm. Whether the confidence and steeliness, there was one member, and I won't name and shame, there was one member of uh, Twitter, sports media Twitter, I believe, out there who uh, had made the uh, the big, bold claim that if uh, Baker Mayfield led, oh, so we've got a fumble from the uh, the Seahawks and the 49ers have a turnover. Um, he made the bold, bold call that if Baker Mayfield uh, was, uh, was going to march down with that little time left and create a game winner, uh, for the Rams, he would um, take himself off to the vet and uh, get a certain operation done that happens to uh, certain animals that need a little calming oh down during their life. Oh dear! With the that, ultimate gear change. Yes, yeah, I think absolutely. I know what you're alluding to. Goodness me! We're talking about narrative changing. Um, that was Stallion to cult uh, <laughs> in a heartbeat. But uh, that was a fascinating one. Uh, it definitely. And look, we've got some Sunday football here, Sunday Australian time, um, which I should mention. So you can mm. absolutely catch those on ESPN and one of those ones around lunchtime on Sunday. Get free of uh, whether it's the friends, the kids, whatever it is. Um, Carby sells out for three hours of uh, Bills versus Dolphins action there. Two AFC teams that have all the explosive potential in the world but have stumbled of late. And this a win over this type of calibre of opposition. AFC conference wins, conference records at this point are very, very important. But a win over that type uh, of opposition at this point of the season could really vault you uh, with some serious heat into January. Laurie, always love your work. Um, you are the encyclopedia uh, of all things NFL and doing a brilliant job with ESPN, mate. Thanks for joining us today. Greatly appreciate that. Always a pleasure.
Laurie Horish from ESPN. Uh, make sure you tune in to air all the NFL action. Of course, if you are listening for the NFL action Monday morning on SEN as well, from about 3 a.m., um, we, uh, we roll out. 